Hey, this is Julia Stern, and you're listening to Not My Best, the podcast that reminds you it's okay not to perform at your best 100% of the time. When we shift the focus to become a little bit better, instead of trying to be at our best all the time, we'll accomplish a lot more and we'll have way more fun doing it. Let's get into it. Hey, all you quarantined people, this is Julia Stern coming at you on another Tuesday with an episode of Not My Best Podcast. Now, this is something that I just want to say before we get started. Thank you so much to everyone who has sent me a DM or a message at Julia L. Stern or at Not My Best Podcast to let me know that you're listening and that you love it. That means the world to me because you put this stuff out there into the universe and you hope that people are listening, but to know that you are and you're enjoying it is the entire reason that I'm creating it. So thank you guys so much. After you listen, if you could go to Apple Podcasts, like it, rate it, subscribe. And again, if you want to hear something different or if you have suggestion topics, send me a message because I would love to take that into account. This is a resource for all of us during this strange and weird time. So today's episode is another part of my quarantine series where I'm talking about people and their new normals and how they're adapting. And this is a different kind of episode because I was having this conversation with Mills McQueen. Now Mills is the founder of Mineral Health. Now if you don't know what Mineral Health is, it is a cannabinoid-based wellness company that creates some really amazing products. And this was funny because I was talking to Mills and... He's telling me about his daily routine, and now if you know Not My Best and you've listened to episode one and you've heard about the better not best mindset, you know that I'm not a perfectionist and you know that I'm actually a recovering perfectionist that doesn't believe in extremes. So he's telling me about his day and he gets up at like really, really early in the morning, walks to and from work, only puts certain foods into his bodies and has all of these rituals and routines And I'm like actually sitting in my pajamas on the couch eating Fruit Loops. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, sure, great. And it's funny because I really think that there are two takeaways from this episode. One, if you could bottle up what an amazing human he is, that is mineral health. And I think that that's so invaluable. And number two, he really values mindset and how it transforms into wellness. And I think that that's an amazing thing because we could all use some of that right now. Maybe... Mindset isn't the only cure to COVID-19, obviously, with so many people so sick right now. However, it is the cure to anxiety when you are at home stuck, unsure about the future, because so many of us are in that place. And so when you hear about what he thinks and what he eats and how he transforms his mind, that is a little takeaway. And Maybe you can't do it as perfectly as he does, but if you can do it a little bit better, that's something we can all value from. So enjoy this episode. Before we get into it, I want to give a quick word from Red Bar. That's R-E-D-D-Bar.com. You can use code NOTMYBEST for 15% off. They are low in sugar, high in adaptogens, plant-based protein bars that I have loved snacking on while I've been home. So grab one, enjoy the episode, and I will be back next week with another conversation. Today on Not My Best Podcast, I have Mills McQueen with me, who is the founder of Mineral. Now, Mineral is an Austin-based, uncompromising whole plant hemp brand that sustainably grows and extracts wild, harvested, proprietary hemp genetics to create a collection of sophisticated products for your mind and your body. And I think right now our mind and our body could use a little bit of help. So the brand was founded by Mills McQueen as a result of a near-death experience while summiting Mount 
Pisco. Am I saying that properly? Yeah, Pisco in Peru. Andy's Mountains. That's unbelievable. We'll get into all of that. Um, but after an amoeba parasite almost claimed his life, which is insane, after losing 30 pounds in three days, he chose the healing properties of cannabinoids as his medicine, which is incredible. And now for 18 months, Mills and his partner Harris grew hemp, extracted oil, and formulated product. Mineral, which released its first product in December of 2017, is a sublingual help hemp oil to reduce inflammation. So that was a lot of info. We're going to get into all of it. But thank you, Mills, for joining me today on Not My Best. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, it's a weird time for all of us right now. This is the first Zoom call that I've recorded because it's just more personal, I feel, to have people on my couch. But it's also a way that we're able to connect. I know that you're in Austin right now. Um, so let's just have a quick conversation a, about what's going on, and B, a little bit about your products and some of the stuff that you're doing. So thanks for joining me. Tell me a little bit about Mineral and what it is that you do on a day-to-day. Um, well, you did brief us quite well. Mineral is a whole plant uh, hemp oil company. Um, that means that uh, we use the entire hemp plant uh, beyond a, a full spectrum or a broad spectrum qualification, but the entire plant, a percentage of stem and stock in each formulation for sublingual and topical applications, and then up three upcoming transdermal applications. And we're gonna get into transdermal in a second in case you're like, what is happening? We'll cover it all. But what do you do on a day-to-day? Currently or previous before quarantine? <laughs> I guess let's talk before quarantine. Uh, not much has changed except for the amount of time I seat people or take meetings, although um, I don't typically take a lot of meetings, period. Um, but I wake up every day at about 5.40 organically, no alarm, um, and I take both of my dogs, Cookie and Sagan. Cookie is a rescue pit bull, and Sagan is a, a eight-year-old, seven-year-old husky. I take them for an hour walk, um, and typically I listen to uh, first up from NPR for about 15 minutes and I turn it off and don't listen to anything and just walk and I come back um, and at my house is my gym so I do my movement practice I have a movement practice from a gentleman named uh, Brian Johnson in Dallas Texas uh, a phenomenal movement coach and movement I, is you know qualified basically just moving your body it's a blend of capoeira um, a lot of hand, hand balancing practice uh, some strength training um, a lot of mobility work on the ground. Uh, it's called locomotion. I just been, I've been working with him for two years and I was just granted my first locomotion program um, about two months ago. So I'm uh, very much a novice in all of the movement. Um, and then my office is 0.6 miles away from my house. So I either ride my electric skateboard or I walk to my office. Um, typically my team is there before I arrive. Um, that's how I kind of envision it. Um, in a perfect scenario. And we chat, uh, depending on the day for the first little bit team is small. Um, we're super lean. Uh, we're in an industry that is evolving and changing on a day-to-day basis and has changed quite a bit since, uh, the, uh, since COVID, uh, but we're super lean, super small. Um, and that that's across the board. So the team is small and we also don't create a lot of product. Um, but yeah, so I sit and I talk with my team for a little bit. I stand at my desk. I work from about 9am to one and I walk back to my house or ride my electric skateboard. I make, uh, my first meal of the day. Um, I eat only from the farmer's market. So I don't eat any uh, food that doesn't have a shelf life. And I know pretty much, I I know about 90% of the people that grow my food or 
kill my food. Um, and then I walk back to the office around two 30 and I work for just another three or four more hours. Um, and then I typically sit with my team at the end of the day, just chat a little bit since we are so small, it's really, you know, like a close knit community. Um, and then I, I walk home and, uh, I'll either read in the evening, I'll cook dinner for my girlfriend and I, of course, um, again, from the farmer's market, all uh, food from people we know. And I will, uh, and then I'll, and then in the evening, I'll either read emails that I ignored during the day or read a book or I'm currently working on something, uh, something literature driven in the hemp space. I need to stop you right there because you, I, this, I wish that this was being videoed right now. You're watching my eyes widen as you go throughout your day. A couple of things I picked up on one, you have a ton of movement throughout your day, a ton, which is amazing. Um, but that has to have been drastically impacted since COVID. No. Uh, well, the, I don't, I mean, I typically walk with my team, um, but we're not together right now. And I still am walking with the dogs um, daily. I don't interact with anybody or come within six feet of anybody. Um, and I'm not going to the office regularly. I'm still going to the office uh, for small purposes, but not spending an exorbitant amount of time there. We also have uh, my friend, Marcella, who has been with me for a long time, cleaning my house and cleaning my office. And she cleans my house twice a week and cleans and cleans my office once a week. So the movement uh, practice is at home. I mean, I, I built out my garage to, you know, have rings, a bar, uh, a squat rack. Um, I and you're in an area in Texas where it's still open enough where you can keep your distance from people to walk. Yeah. I mean, I'm in a, uh, I'm in a quaint neighborhood just west of downtown, the first neighborhood west of downtown. I mean, Austin is, is uh, pretty much desolate at this time. I mean, there's nobody, I mean, there are people. It's a little bit different than New York City, although New York has really quieted down too. But when you go outside, if there are people outside, it's a little bit harder to keep your distance just because there's so many of us over here. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, there's 8 million people in that city. So, um, you know, there's Austin, a couple of us. <laughs> yeah, Austin's a little less than a million in the yeah. city limits. I mean, I, I, there are people out. Don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, there are definitely people out. Um, yeah, but I think primarily they're exercising or going from point A to point B as linear as linear as linear. Same as in possible. New York. The numbers are so high here that I think everybody is really taking it seriously, which is important. Um, but now we just kind of have to wait and see how long. So I want to get into all of that. Um, if you just listen to his daily routine and you're like, wow, that is the most extremist thing I've ever heard. It's incredible. First of all, waking up at 445 without an alarm. Did you have to train yourself to do that? 5:40, and I just trained my dog to do it, so my dog does it for me. <laughs> That's amazing. It's like a little uh, personal best friend slash alarm clock. I like. Yeah, that exactly. So you wake up really, really early. You get your day started. You're very regimented, and you've been able to maintain that throughout COVID. But for somebody who's like, I don't know, routine has been thrown off since this all started. What would be your best advice for basically maintaining your calm? Um, and staying on top of your routine when your day to day has shifted so drastically? I think it just begins with only absorbing yourself in the things that you can control from the minute you wake up. Um, you know, we, I typically try to focus on the, the things three feet in front of me uh, and be extremely present. I mean, if you, if you reach for your phone when you first wake up, there's going to be things on there that either upset you, annoy you, or pretty much change the trajectory of your day. I mean, your mind is so fragile in those first few moments of your day that you can easily include 10 minutes of peace through meditation or walking like I do, or just anything that doesn't involve a screen and absorbing yourself and just the things that you can control. And that will pretty much set you up 
uh, in my mind at least, to be um, at, a, at, a, at a place of calm, as you said, from the very get-go. Absolutely. And I'm finding now since being home more often and all of our work from home is taking place via a screen, we're so much more engulfed in technology than even we were before this quarantine situation. And it was pretty high back then too. So now if you can wake up and not look at your phone, um, you're not automatically thrown into your workday because you're working from home. You can take time and make your home your sanctuary. And then when you're ready, you can connect and like start working. So it's really cool that you've been able to make this transformation for yourself. But I'm curious because you are doing things in such a really holistic and healthy way. And this is a result of you like coming into this near death experience um, after an amoeba parasite almost, you know, claims your life. A, tell us a little bit about that experience. (laughs) B, I really want to hear what your routine was like before this life altering event. Like, was it like night and day for you or were you always kind of this way? No, I was always kind of this way. The only thing, or not the only thing, a lot changed of course, but, um, I did go vegan for uh, a considerable amount of time post, uh, Peru, which was in 2000, summer of 2016. Um, I did start working a lot less. Um, so I don't, I mean, it, it, I mean, if, if, if those that are still listening heard, you know, how much I work, it doesn't sound like a lot. It, it really isn't. I only work for probably six hours a day at maximum. Um, and that's just an efficiency thing. I mean, um, but, um, I'm no longer vegan. Um, so I, Harris and I, who's also co-founder of mineral, um, he is an advisor to the company. Now he doesn't work in the day to day. He's in New York city. Um, we together owned a creative agency, a branding agency. He does a lot of branding. I do a lot of commercial directing, uh, together. We made a pretty formidable team. Um, we, we're in a good in a good place all of 2016 and we could really afford to spend some time away from it um i think harris spent a less less time away from it than i did but i I went to south america um i did a 10-day ayahuasca ceremony in peru um and then my friend uh who actually happened to be in peru at the same time reached out and asked if i wanted to go climb a mountain um, I didn't know what I was getting into, of course, but I, I thought as a healthy individual that it would be something that I could easily accomplish. Um, it was 19,000 feet up. So that's about 10,000 feet less than how, how fly an airplane, or how high an airplane flies. Um, it's about a five day climbs. Uh, you can do it a little bit quicker, but there's some acclimating you have to do along the way. Um, we hit the climb easy. Um, I got to the top. Uh, it was pretty an amazing, absolutely amazing experience at sunrise. Um, and then I climbed back down to Moraine camp, which is 14,000 feet. And most of my fellow climbers, my friend included had felt fallen asleep. I was on a high. Um, I also, you know, speak pretty decent Spanish. So the Peruvian, uh, Sherpas and I had lunch, um, and they were cooking something that they weren't cooking for the rest of the, um, hikers and that was uh, Sherpa stew which had uh, rancid guinea pig and, al- and alpaca meat in it wow. and Sherpas are pretty used to this um, so you know I don't understand the science of whether or not they're able to process it or if it's just the pieces that I ate that contain amoeba parasite amoeba parasite uh, about 11, uh, 12 to 18 hours later had attacked my lower intestine my lower intestine inflamed wrapped around my colon uh, so my colon was being squeezed like a water balloon um, the fear was that fecal, uh, that it was going to pop and fecal matter was going to leak, leak into my blood system. I was become septic. I didn't know any of this for about three days. I tried to fight it and be, you know, strong. Um, but I was losing weight rapidly and I couldn't drink. I couldn't eat. And then I finally got to a clinic in Cusco and they 
you know, were very, uh, put me really in, uh, really gave me the, uh, the severity of my situation, making it quite dire. Um, and they were adamant that they removed my colon and gave me a colectomy with a, a colonoscopy bag, which I would use the restroom in. Well, I was in Peru and I, okay. de- I declined. Um, I actually, it, it, I actually ended up back at that clinic after passing out in my own, uh, vomit, um, by way of the woman who owned the, uh, Airbnb I was staying at in Cusco and woke up to the, uh, I, without <laughs> clear intention or knowing exactly what they wanted to do. It seemed like they were going to uh, take out my colon anyways. So I declined. Um, and then I left, uh, I, I, I declined Devin, my friend, who's still my friend, uh, had gone on to see uh, Machu Picchu. And then I look at, you know, sent him a, a distress sig- signal. He came back, got me out of the clinic, took me to the airport. Uh, we uh, got to the Lima airport and spoke to um, the consulate there uh, and seemed with Amer- American consulate there. And it seemed my mom was in contact with them as well. It seemed like something we we're going to do. And then we were able to just put me on a Spirit Airlines flight to Fort Lauderdale, Florida that had nobody, basically nobody on it. I had six rows to myself. Wow. Florida, uh, picked up by, um, a, um, what's it called? Um, ambulance picked up by an ambulance, taken to a Florida, Lauderdale, Florida hospital. Uh, then, uh, about 12 hours later, uh, well, Florida, Lauderdale, they were, they were under the same, uh, belief system that they needed to take out my colon, but they were able to give me a drip of electrolytes because I was also dying of electrolyte deficiency. So as pressing as the colon was, I had already, I was already in, uh, I was in a situation even more dire because I was dying of electrolyte deficiencies. What's going through your head at this time? I was pretty cool. Um, I know that sounds ridiculous. I know you know that like 99.9% of people would be like internally freaking out. Yeah. And I think 99.9% of people would probably don't believe me at this time, but you know, they got to know me a little bit better. I was pretty cool. Um, I was not, uh, freaking out, uh, whatsoever. It was actually the Euros, uh, the, the, uh, soccer tournament, uh, the European soccer tournament, um, at that time. So I was watching a lot of the Euros to kind of keep calm. Um, the Euros were supposed to be this year, but they just got, uh, postponed next, uh, next year because of COVID. Um, but yeah, I was, I was pretty chill. I mean, I was, uh, I have always been opposed to any tor- sort of medicine or advice of medical professionals. Um, somewhat defiant from a very early age. So when I was hearing this, um, Peru, Florida, Florida, and then even when I got to Dallas, Texas, where I'm from, when I went to Baylor Hospital, I was pretty defiant and not really of the belief that I was in a dire situation. I mean, the electrolyte deficiency was obviously quite black and white. Um, hey, if you don't have enough electrolytes, you're going to die. Of course, I need to uh, participate in that sort of healing and take the drip. But yeah, I, I was never really uh, too worried. Um, I was always cool. And I, you know, I wanted to keep my mom calm. Uh, you know, she was 3,000, 4,000 miles away. I wanted to keep her pretty calm and not let her, not let, lead her to believe that anything was, you know, super wrong with me. I was 25 years old at the time, which seems like so long ago. I'm almost 30 now. Um, so it is, uh, yeah. yeah. But I went to Baylor hospital where, you know, Baylor hospital is a very trusted hospital in the world, in the country. Um, and, and it's in Dallas, Texas, right down the street from where I grew up. And they were also adamant that I get a colectomy. I declined. They gave me liquid antibiotics, liquid antibiotics. I took none of it. Um, I used clove, garlic, charcoal, 
mud um, to kill the parasite and also pumpkin and a lot of pumpkin and then a lot of water to kill the parasite. And then I used uh, cannabis oil um, from uh, one of the bigger players in the space to date uh, to reduce the inflammation in my lower intestine, a lot of water, a lot of ginger as well um, to reduce the inflammation in my lower intestine, uh, which eventually released its grip of my colon. So it went from me looking at a uh, x-ray um, of uh, obstruction in my colon that looked like half of a pencil um, and then went from half of a pencil down to just like the size of an eraser in about 10 days. Um, and then I started to gain weight um, back and felt healthy again, probably 60 days afterwards. Uh, That's actually incredible because now you're at the point where like you are proving to the people who are listening that things can be cured holistically if you a believe in it because I actually believe that you have to believe in it because if you don't um, and your mind is not in the right place then your body isn't able to work together but b if you are taking the right steps to putting good things into your body um, and being able to remain calm because I think when your brain and your nervous system is able to remain calm through all of this, then your body will react much differently than if you put yourself into a panic. I mean, you're absolutely right. Your mind is your most powerful medicine and that's what I say in anything. Um, so if, if you believe it, uh, you have a better chance of it working. It's really cool. So at not my best, I mean, and it's a little bit anti of everything that you've just described to me, but our philosophy is that you don't have to be at your best 100% of the time, especially when there are things going on, you know, like I had some traumatic issues that happened in my family this past year, or how about a global pandemic that really prevents you from performing at 100%, depending on where you're living, what you have resources, um, uh, what resources rather you have available to you. And so what would be your advice, like I'm talking like very specific, concrete advice, one thing that someone can implement into their day to help calm their mind and control their reactions throughout this uh, quarantine self-isolation thing that's going on right now? That's a great question. I'll give you two, um, both of which are very simple. One, you can do seating and that's breath work. Um, And it sounds quite uh, daunting, but it is quite easy. I mean, uh, I think a majority of the time people are not breathing whatsoever. They're only breathing until they need air. And that's kind of like how it sounds when I just was talking right there. That sounds like I'm not breathing. Right. And then there's that breath. So breath work is very simple. There's um, two ways, two very, two ways that you can implement it immediately that I learned. Um, and that's one is a box breath, which would be to breathe in for four seconds and then hold for four seconds and then out for four seconds. Now, am I focused with this breath work? Am I focused more on my lungs or my stomach or both? Both. I mean, you want to be sitting upright. Of course, have your shoulders away from your ears. That chest area should be, you know, proud for sure. And then the sternum should be tucked in with the butt. I like to do my, I like to do my butt cheeks tight too, um, just mm-hmm. like for proper posture. But if you're sitting in something, it could be nicer to not have your uh, butt cheeks tight, your, your glutes tight. Um, awesome. So breath work is one. What's another hanging. I hang for about seven minutes a day. Um, and that's just consecutively. No, a minute on. And then, uh, some spinal work. I was going to say, are you superhuman or what are you made <laughs> no, out of no. over there? No, but yeah, just, you know, different grips, you know, pronated grip, which is both hands just wrapped around the thumb tucked underneath and then one supinated one pronated and then the other way and then both supinated and then a passive hang, which is just hanging. And then an active hang, which is trying to bring those two shoulder blades together and coming up. 
Um, yeah, so that you can also add an inch to your height if you do that regularly. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, now, is the purpose of this hanging for you to control your mind under yeah, a less than ideal situation for you? Correct. Because if you, well, it also helps me get ready to uh, be active in my movement, opens up my shoulders. Um, but it also is, a, yeah, it is very much a mind um, calming technique because if you tell yourself, I'm going to hang for a minute and then at, at second 30, you're quite challenged. I mean, you absolutely can hang for a minute. You, your mother, everybody you know can hang for a minute. It might take some time to get there, but I, I believe that starting from now until 30 minutes, you could hang for one minute consecutively if you tried at it. And that's very much I love your that. mind. Yeah, it's very much. Now, you don't have to have an answer to this, but <laughs> if you are at home or in your apartment and you don't have access to a hang bar, do you recommend any that you can buy for like a doorway or something else that people might have in their homes that they can hang on? Like clearly do not recommend you hanging on your shower rod. Please don't do that. No, don't. Definitely don't. No, I think it's better to go outside and find, I mean, you can find something to hang on pretty close by. Um, but I don't, I built one. So out of just PCP or just, excuse me, out of uh, a plumbing rod, uh, plumbing pipe. Um, so and it's super simple to build. And there's a very quick, you know, minute, 17 second tutorial tutorial on how to build one. But otherwise they, you know, they rogue fitness has something that you can put in your doorway that you can hang on and you don't need to hang with your, you can tuck in the legs if you're just doing it off the doorway. Cool. I love that. I will look it up. It's not sponsored or anything, but I will put it in the notes of this episode. So if you're listening and you want to order something for your home, you'll have it. I was just gonna say rogue is a great company. I mean, for, you're trying to, if, if this inspired, if anything, if one of the things, if people that are remaining active right now in their homes are like wishing that they were back at a gym, um, then they're not properly, you know, outfitting themselves with some very simple things to get, which Rogue will have, but they're not expensive. That is all you really need to accomplish, you know, what you're trying to accomplish in your movement. Unless yeah, you're a body it's incredible. Good. I was never really, and I mean, I don't live in a house. I live in a one bedroom apartment. And so I normally was not an at home fitness type of person for myself. Like I would provide workouts at home. Of course, I know how to do them as a trainer, but for me to do them on my own, I'm just not motivated in my living room. I like to go out. I like to run. I like to go to the gym, take a workout class, whatever it is, boxing rings. Um, but now that we have no other option, it's incredible. And you want to talk about mind control again, like when you have to do it here, this is what you do and you're able to get it done in focus. And there's so many different resources and tools to help you. And I feel like the options are limitless. Even in my one bedroom apartment, there's so many different things, whether it's a hang bar, like you were saying, or like a towel to use as a slider on a carpet. Like there are so many different options and you're able to commit to whatever it is that you mentally want to be there for yourself for. Yeah. That's great. So all of this quarantine lifestyle stuff aside, tell me about your product because mineral really does calm you. I have one of your body oils and not only does it smell amazing, but it makes my muscles feel great. So I want to hear about how you developed this product and what goal you really aim to achieve when selling it to people. Yeah. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, um, I had an agency um, and, you know, we worked for other people. Um, so in order to be successful in working for other people, you have to dive in and really understand their business. Um, it was the same when we began developing a cannabis brand or a cannabis company. Um, I had smoked cannabis recreationally. I had grown it illegally, um, but my understanding was super limited. Uh, and I essentially wanted to become an amateur botanist and I think I succeeded. Um, so 
I began reaching out to farmers in Oregon and California, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, Colorado, um, about six months down into the, into that, uh, discovery phase, if you will, I met a farmer, um, in Colorado Springs, uh, very impressive, but, uh, also very, um, brash. Um, so a very brilliant mind, but also a very troubled one, um, uh, just as shining. Um, so I think a lot of the teachings that he had, uh, he had the wrong megaphone for because no one was listening. Um, I was fortunate to, you know, connect with him in a small capacity uh, by way of just food and healing food. We were both just eating from the land uh, and eating from and, and knowing the people that grew our food. And it was his mission to one day, you know, just have a place where he could heal people through food because you know, we shared the same belief. And he took me into this belief even more is that food is medicine and medicine is food. Um, this gentleman, this farmer, um, he, from the very beginning, you know, told me that I was coming at it the wrong way. I came to him and I said, well, you know, I want to make a CBD line. And he said, no. And I said, oh, well, okay. Well, um, you know, I've, I've been visiting with farmers all over the country and they're like, yeah, we can help you make a CBD line. And they're helping me grow hemp. They're teaching me about growing hemp. They're teaching me about genetics. They're teaching me about extraction techniques and they're teaching me about formulations. And he said, well, you're never going to get anywhere with a CBD line. And then we, then he opened it up a little bit more and started talking to me about uh, whole plant, uh, and started uh, giving me the perspective uh, of that was already in line with my thinking was that food is medicine and CBD is not food; it is just a singular component of a larger piece. Um, the analogy he gave, I don't remember exactly, but if you think about it in this way, which I stole from NPR today, is that uh, you know if you're baking chocolate chip cookies and you lose one piece of it, the chocolate chip cookie is not going to be that great. Um, chocolate chip cookies not mm -hmm. That's a good analogy. <laughs> chocolate chip cookies not as healthy analogy as I want to We all get chocolate chip cookie yeah. analogies. We understand yeah. it. Um, so I uh, essentially stopped having, not stopped, but kind of curbed my conversations with the other farmers in Kentucky and Oregon. I was working with uh, a farmer in Kentucky and a farmer in Oregon at that point as well. And I still, you know, spoke to them, still visited with them and still learned from them. But I began to really uh, give most of my energy to this farmer in Colorado Springs. Um, very smart individual again. And I just basically lived with him on a farm for six months off and on. And, uh, you know, it sounds pretty uh, ridiculous really now because it, it doesn't, it doesn't really take that much to understand it, but the more you understand it, the better. Um, and I, uh, for six months of, of with him on the farm, just sitting with plants, looking at plants, growing plants, uh, harvesting plants, extracting oil, and then formulating products with him. He was not a formulator, but um, he, you know, based he through him, I came up with the ethos of mineral formulations, which is that it is the whole plant, which is not very common in the space. Um, in the space, most people will talk about full spectrum, the whole plant. Uh, nomenclature is becoming more active uh it's becoming more widespread but it, those products are actually not truly whole plant uh hemp oil formulations and it doesn't matter to name names because everybody's trying to do their best and as long as people are trying to do their best there's there's there's, there's no wrongdoing um so minerals formulations are a blend of 
of two different extraction, uh, two different extractions from the plant. When you extract the plant, you first get biomass and you heat it, you make crude and you refine crude to make distillate oil. What you'd see uh, out, outside of mineral would just be a distillate oil. Mineral is a blend, a blend of crude and distilled oil. And the, and the reason that that is important is crude is still the entire plant. It's still a percentage of stem and stalk. It's all cannabinoids active. It's all terpenes that are in the plant active. And, you know, there's a wide range of both cannabinoids and terpenes. And then it's fats. It's fats, vitamins, amino acids, like we like to say, which is what comes from the plant. And then the reason that that is important from a sublingual perspective, from a digested or a supplement perspective, is that any type of supplement uh, has low bioavailability because it doesn't have components in it that your body also possesses. It doesn't have food components. When your body consumes food, it consumes all the food. When it consumes a supplement, it consumes you know less than 30% of it. So how do you uh, make a product more bioavailable or more a more or more you know readily available for your body will you include things that your body has that food also has so a mineral product from a sublingual perspective also from a topical perspective contains the entire plant it is a food it is nourishing it is something that your body is familiar with so it takes it it activates it and then you receive benefit and that's incredible i mean there's so many pieces that go into it but it makes sense because yeah, if you are receiving the food component, you're getting the entire plant and you're understanding that your body is going to react to that differently than if you're just getting a small piece of that with what you're getting as a supplement, correct? Right, right. And so how do you formulate your different oils? Because I know you have one for balance, one for sleep, one for recovery. So what makes those different from each other? Uh, a lot of things, but um, they at the beginning, uh, we only had uh, the balance formulation, which was what we consider the uh, personification of the hemp plant as a as a medical property, like a medicinal benefit. Um, and then we got more, you know, sorry to say, but more money and more time, so that we could dive deeper with actual cannabis uh, scientists and formulators to understand like the relationship between cannabinoids and terpenes. Cannabinoids, very uh, simple chemical compounds of the cannabis plant, terpenes, the constituents that give cannabis its scent and its smell, both have medicinal benefits independently and both have medicinal benefits um, when combined. So sleep, recovery, balance, focus, they're all blends of cannabinoids and terpenes, cannabinoids that we've identified anecdotally as well as with other people's research to have these uh, medicinal properties that accomplish these entire these intended benefits. So, what a mineral formulation is, and then you know, depending on how many people know about mineral, um, know that it is uh, genetic, uh, particular for those uh, formulations for those intended benefits, and then cannabinoids as well as terpenes reintroduced to the formulation. So, there's a big, there's a you know, we make it from exactly from the plant naturally occurring. And then we take other naturally occurring cannabinoids from separate plant genetics, cannab can primarily cannabis genetics, about 75% cannabis genetics. And then re that's uh, relevant because of the terpenes. We use botanical terpenes about 25% of the time, 75% of the time it's cannabis terpenes. Uh, so then, and then we reintroduce both cannabinoids and terpenes in ratios that I have identified with help of cannabis scientists to be to accomplish those intended benefits: sleep, balance, recovery, and focus. Also, they go up higher in whole plant material. So the focus formulation, uh, which is due for a change upcoming, um, I don't know because of COVID when it will happen, but um, 
the, the focus formulation has the smallest percentage of whole plant material. Um, and then recovery, which is a 2000 milligram blend has the highest percentage of whole plant, whole plant material. So, the, yeah, so it's, it sounds to me like it's a lot of research, a lot of experimentation, and then a lot of results because of all of that work that went into it behind it instead of just launching with another CBD brand, which is really incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think that, you know, there, are, I think that there are other players in the space that, that, that go for that type of, of efficaciousness or go for that type of transparency or go for that type of like truly cutting edge. It shouldn't be cutting edge, but truly cutting edge product development and thus, you know, final solution. Um, but if I don't believe that anything has any benefit unless it's a whole plant product in the terms of the uh, uh, CBD supplement space. That's really, I mean, I think it's a pretty good hypothesis considering how your body reacts to when you holistically treat it with foods and vitamins and minerals rather than just, it's like the protein bar diet, you know, are you treating your body with whole foods or are you looking fit because you're on protein powders and all of these different supplements and bars. And I talk about that with Allie all the time. There was a time where her diet was like all protein bars. And if you can allow yourself to eat more, but you're eating more of the right things and whole foods, um, your body is going to react way differently. So, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right. So we talked a little bit about your philosophies. We've talked a little bit about mineral. Um, What is your favorite product by mineral to keep calm during this time while we're all quarantined? I am very particular to are very uh, partial and happy with the Sosa formulation, which is what I would believe what is what you have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's a functional fragrance as well as a brightening oil. Um, so a functional fragrance in my, in my mind uh, from that scent that it initially goes into your hand, it should de-stress you. It does. It is like it's actual heaven. Yeah, just, no, from okay. smelling, just from smelling it and i really like the topical stuff you know because i live in austin texas and there is no by store or there is no asop or the labo store here and those are the you know brands that i prior to mineral that i use most often i mean i have a by candle burning right next to me right now um and i would go to dallas or i would go to los angeles i uh also live in los angeles and i would go to new york city and I, it would be you know part of my itinerary to go to the Labo or to go to ASOP or to go in New York to uh, buy radio and get my, um, get the products that I use for my beauty, for my man beauty routine or for my man, you know, wellness routine um, in terms of washing my face, washing my body, hydrating my face, hydrating my body, uh, you know, reducing any sort of acne. Um, and now I no longer have to do that. I mean, I was just in Dallas right before this uh, COVID um, pandemic became a lot more serious in Texas and I uh, didn't have to stop into ASOP because we have three new products, three new um, topicals, transdermals coming out that, uh, you know, in my mind are, are just as effective as, or even more effective actually than the formulations that I've come to love as a, from a very- That has to make you feel super proud of yourself. You know, it isn't often I feel very proud of myself, um, which is one of my biggest shortcomings. But uh, yeah, that that moment uh, for sure was big to me. To uh, I'm pretty much re- I've pretty much replaced um, my medicine cabinet with things that I've created or things that I've made with other people, other formulators. 
It's, it's great. And I think, you know, part of feeling well is the education piece and understanding what you're putting on and into your body. I know for me, I really like to have a good understanding of that before I use something instead of just getting all these products sent to me and just kind of going for it and then kind of calling it wellness. So thank you for sharing this education. I'm sure a bunch of people are going to find it useful. Um, and check out Mineral if you need a couple extra you know, helps uh, and steps to make you feel more calm during this whole self-isolation period. So thank you so much, Mills, for coming to talk to me. And where can they find you and where can they find your company? Um, that is a, a great question. You can find Mineral um, online primarily. We uh, like to control the narrative as much as possible. So wholesale business is not part of our, is not a big part of our business plan. We are in Neiman Marcus. I know you're in New York. We are in Standard Dose in New York. I don't think many people are, are shopping uh, physically right now. No, they are uh, not. Even <laughs> on Instagram, though, if they want to find out more about the product. Yeah, yeah. At, at Mineral Health is the handle, which I would love to get at, just at Mineral. Um, people often call us Mineral Health because of Instagram or because of the website. The company is absolutely just Mineral. Um, you know, Nike is Nike Incorporated. Apple is Apple Computers. Um, so just Mineral. And, um, and then mineralhealth.co. Um, is the website, which the website, uh, I'm sure you've been to it, is quite the experience um, and tries to emulate some of those brands that I mentioned earlier by Radio Aesop or Lavabo. Awesome. And then you can find me on all social channels at Julia L. Stern or at Not My Best Podcast. Now, stop trying to live your best life. We are all doing the best we can. Just go out there, start living a better one. And I am going to go use my oil because it smells amazing and I need to relax. Thank you so much for talking to me. Yeah, thank you for having me.